Welcome to Elephants in the Room on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Here are your hosts, Joe and Kendall. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Uh, I'm Joe, and I'm uh, here with with Kendall. And you know, we're we're very happy to be back here, uh, back with uh, season two of the Elephants in the Room. Mm-hmm. Uh, somehow, there was some mistake made where uh, no one liked our show last last semester, I think, <laughs> and uh, they were definitely planning on shelving that. But somehow, it got lost in communication, <laughs> and they accidentally ended up signing us for a second season. They so, let us back. They so, let us back. Yeah, we are we are back. And, and thankfully for you guys, I know uh, many of our listeners don't get any news from anywhere else. They're so devoted, so loyal to the elephants in the room uh, that... You know they've been they've been uh, sort of the the Plato's allegory in the cave. They've been stuck in the cave, stuck in the dark, and it's we're true. here. We're here once again to bring you the light of the good news and the knowledge that you only get from Joe and Kendall and the elephants in the room. Mm-hmm. Well, believe it or not, quite a bit has happened in the last month, um, ranging from Kevin McCarthy being selected as the new Speaker of the House. Um, Biden being found with classified docs. If you remember back, way back in November, we talked about uh, Mar-a-Lago getting raided because Trump was caught with classified docs there. But now, you know, Biden's there, um, as well as some more Biden administration stuff and some updates on the, the candidates for the 2024 election. So let's jump right into it. So first up, we have uh, some some news coming straight from the House of Representatives of our great country. Uh, I don't know if you guys uh, are aware. Uh, I know certainly I I wasn't, but uh, uh, Kevin McCarthy, uh, after a highly contested bid for uh, the Speaker of the House, uh, basically capturing on that slim uh, red trickle that uh, was able to just barely flip the House back back in November for the Re- Republicans. Uh, McCarthy, uh, the favored candidate, ended up winning uh, after multiple uh, re-votes because uh, I guess there were plenty of people, 20, 20 patriots as they're being called, <laughs> who held out against McCarthy and made him make concessions for the people uh, that basically uh, would convince them to give him his vote. Uh, so far, um, I, I think that uh, many are saying, many on the right are saying that McCarthy's doing a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. Um, he's received a lot of criticism for his uh, recent decision to uh, kick off uh, Eric Swalwell and uh, Adam Schiff from the Intel Committee. Uh, a, a lot of thing, a, a lot of uh, things going on with both of those individuals, and a move that many were calling for the Republic- Republicans to make as soon as they got mm-hmm. into power. Uh, and McCarthy uh, seems to be leading the way in this uh, basically uh, Republican agenda that that seems to be taking taking shape now in the House. Uh, we have we have audio for his uh, justification, and uh, you know this really it, it, it kind of I don't know about you, Kendall, but it really uh, it questions the whole narrative that he's this uh, this establishment guy that mm-hmm. a lot of these people were saying that he was. Now, granted, you know I was very hesitant with McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I think a lot of people rightly were, but you know, at, at, at the very least, uh, if you listen to his words here, it seems like he's he's really changing tunes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's possible that people think that he's you know changing course a little bit because of all of the the controversy with him being selected. But yeah, like you said, this audio clip shows fairly fairly strongly that at least outwardly he likes to express that that he's he's not you know typical establishment Republican. He's really going to do what needs to be done. But here's that clip. What did Adam Schiff do as the chairman of the Intel Committee? What Adam Schiff did, use his power as a chairman and lie to the American public. Even the inspector general said it. When Devin Nunes put out a memo, he said it was false. When we had a laptop, 
He used it before an election to be politics and say that it was false and said it was the Russians, when he knew different. And if you want to talk about Swalwell, let's talk about Swalwell, because you have not had the briefing that I had. I had the briefing and Nancy Pelosi had the briefing from the FBI. The FBI never came before this Congress to tell the leadership of this Congress that Eric Swalwell had a problem with a Chinese spy until he served on intel. So it wasn't just us who were concerned about it. The FBI was concerned about putting a member of Congress on the intel committee that has the rights to see things that others don't because of his knowledge and relationship with a Chinese spy. You know, I, I don't, I don't really, I don't really understand. I, I was very much, uh, uh, very much confused with Trump's sort of uh, endorsement of McCarthy. It seemed that McCarthy mm -hmm. kind of stabbed him in the back after uh, going along with uh, with accepting the 2020 election. But I have to say, I'm I'm shocked, and I think that Trump made some sort of a uh, a good maybe maybe something he saw that that many people on the right didn't see. Um, like you said, I, at the very least, he's. Uh, at least outwardly showing that he is uh, willing to take hold of a lot of these Republican issues and mm -hmm. uh, not not play politics with these people like so many in the Republican yep. Party are used to. Seeing. Yep. Which even even if it is in you know trying to get the the sound bites and like oh I'm not I'm not actually establishment and even if it is all a show I mean how many of our politicians actually aren't just putting on a show so if at the end of the day the right things are being done um, I don't think it's the end of the world but. <laughs> You know, I really am disappointed that we missed this, that we were on break when this came on because he had, what, 14 votes? That could have been 14 shows in a row, Joe, that we just <laughs> yeah. talked about. Oh, guess what? Kevin McCarthy lost another one. McCarthy would have been the new Ukraine. Like he would have. It, he would be on every single episode, every single episode. You're listening to Elephants in the Room on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. We're your hosts, Kendall and Joe. Speaking of uh, Intel Committee and not wanting people with classified secret information, letting that get out... Um, the current president, Joe Biden, has recently been caught with classified documents, um, you know, much in a much safer spot than, than what was it, a safe in Mar-a-Lago? <laughs> he had them sitting in a box in his garage next to his, what, uh, Corvette? Is that what it is? I don't know. Some, some nice car that he, he likes to name drop a lot. Uh, Wednesday morning, the president's home in Delaware was raided by the FBI. The search was conducted as part of the DOJ's ongoing investigation of the mishandling of classified documents. Well, you know, uh, the, the, the DOJ was there. The FBI was there. I hear uh, they, they had a special appearance from, from one Chris Hansen who was <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't know if we can say that. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> Anyways, this is the third search conducted on the president since Biden's attorneys revealed that they had found classified material in his office at the Penn Biden Center in D.C., the search was conducted without the use of warrant and in coordination with Biden's legal team. Biden's <laughs> attorney, Bob Bauer, spoke to the press on Wednesday, assuring that this was standard procedure and with the president's full support and cooperation. I don't know. Is it standard procedure for the FBI to raid the sitting president's house? Definitely not. Well, you know, look, what he was saying and what he meant to say was if a president, while he was the vice president, took <laughs> an illegally kept uh, classified information up until he became the president again, then in that hypothetical situation, then yes, it, it would be perfectly understandable and, and completely standard for the FBI to, to have a problem with that. Maybe maybe go into the residence of, of said mm -hmm. president. It would make sense. Some people, you know, especially with Trump, they made the argument that, well, you know, he, is the, he, he was the president at the time that he took them. So he has, you know, the power to declassify these documents. Um, so I, it's probably only fair that you apply it to Biden, except for the fact that the vice president of America does not have declassifying power. Um, 
So there's that at least. But anyways, the Justice Department seized 20 to 30 classified documents from Biden's various residences. It makes you wonder why it's so easy to lose classified material. I check out a book from the library, and if I don't bring it back the day it's due, I'm electronically fined. But if I take home classified documents, uh, we'll see if we get them back. Yeah, just you know, just 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 keep them with you. Just keep them in your garage. You know, if you're if 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 you don't have anywhere safe to put them, keep them in your garage, and you'll be perfectly fine. You know, I, I keep getting asked by p- plenty of people that like, uh, especially when this when this happened this morning, like, oh, you know, it's a big deal. The president's getting raided. And it's like, you know, I, nothing's going to happen. Like, mm-hmm. like, unfortunately, that's the case. Like, um, you know, we're talking about how big a deal this was. But like we we how, how quickly did everybody forget about the, the Hillary email thing mm-hmm. where she was literally doing uh, the exact same thing, but on a scale much, much larger and through uh, her her email, she was sending out these classified documents to people, or including them in in her emails. And you know that nothing nothing happened of that. And you know she she presumably even had less authority to declassify these things <laughs> than than the vice president, who already has none. So you know I I, I think that unfortunately it's not going to be not going to be looking good for anybody who's mm-hmm. wishing downfall upon Biden because of this. Uh, in fact, uh, this is a similar sentiment, which uh, Biden himself has addressed the issue for. We actually have audio. I think this is the most recent statement that he has made um, regarding uh, the his, his presence in the ongoing investigation. You know, what quite frankly bugs me is that we have a serious problem here we're talking about. We're talking about what's going on and the American people don't quite understand why you don't ask me questions about that. But having said that, what's your question? You have your regrets, okay. sir, okay. that you did not reveal the existence of the documents back in November before the midterms. As we found, uh, we found a handful of documents were failed, uh, were filed in the wrong place. We're fully cooperating, looking forward to getting this resolved quickly. I think you're going to find there's nothing there. I have no regrets. I'm following what the lawyers have told me they want me to do. It's exactly what we're doing. There's no there there. Thank you. Come on, man. Come on, man. You want to talk about me taking the documents home when when there's a war to be fought in Ukraine, <laughs> when we need to send 30, 31 Abrams tanks to Ukraine? There's way more important stuff to be talking about than, than oh, I, I have some secret documents <laughs> in my garage. Oh, no. Well, you know, maybe we're being too hard on him. He did explain in the video what happened. They were just, they were just misfiled. You know, he meant to put them in the super secret filing cabinet that they've got in what the pentagon pentagon and they just ended up in his garage i i understand i understand it's something i would do to be honest but i mean also i made the joke about the library earlier but at least like in the library if a book goes missing it's like what there's 1500 kids at hillsdale's campus it could have been any one of them how many people have access to take these documents like you open the drawer one day uh uh-oh they're missing there's been like three people maybe that have seen these yeah, well, if, if, if it is a, even a remote possibility that a, a, a classified document can potentially uh, warrant the uh, sort of uh, suggestion that, oh, where is this classified document? I, I don't know. I think that that's a little bit concerning in and of itself. That's like, fair. Taking politics out of it. Mm-hmm. Why don't they just get those those little – they're not even metal detectors. Well, I don't. How do those things outside the library even work? Can they just get those at the Pentagon and – You get those oh, little – Boop, boop, boop. Those little key tan- – Keychain tiles that you put on your keys so you don't lose them. You put that on the <laughs> Apple Air tags yeah, on every classified document just that ring we've it got. Every time you lose it. Speaking of the Biden administration, they recently admitted that. Don't worry, they're going to finally declare that the COVID emergency ends in May. This May, May, twenty twenty three. I mean, has there been 
I, you know, I, we're both from Ohio, Joe, and I masks haven't been required since what May, twenty twenty one. No, I don't know. It's trying to say that the the COVID emergency is still going on, and all the way up until May. Also, how do you just like decide when uh when a pandemic's going to end <laughs> ahead of time? At least at, at least if it fizzles out naturally, um, a little later than than you would admit. But saying that in four months from now, it's going to be over. Well, you know, I think they were trying to have it over when uh, like 118% of the population finally got their COVID vaccines. Yeah. <laughs> and like now that there, there's stuff coming out about like, oh, you know, I mean, I know that Pfizer is now uh, being investigated for uh, their booster being linked to a potential stroke risk. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's stuff coming out about that. Um, but like... I don't know. Yeah, you're right. When, how, how are we? How are we? What criteria are we going through to decide? Well, you know, uh, it's okay. You don't have to get sick anymore. I feel like uh, Biden is very hesitant to uh, uh, take the restraints off mm-hmm. this uh, this COVID sort of uh, state of emergency that we've quasi been in because uh, unfortunately the economy is doing horribly. And uh, as soon as there's not that little buffer of or that little asterisk of, oh, well, you know, we're in a pandemic. Everyone's going to realize, oh, yeah, the the uh, the economy is unsustainable at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of the the covid vaccines, the Pentagon recently ended their military vaccine mandate. As far as I know, there's been no no talk of um, reenlisting all of the all of the Republicans <laughs> that they fired that refused to get the vaccine. Um, so, but now that they're all gone, eh, if you don't get it, it's, it's all right. Well, it's not that they were just fired. Like a lot of them were, were, uh, I think the official title was, uh, uh other than honorably discharged, you know, mm-hmm. they were, uh, excused, uh, minus of course, uh, all of their, the benefits that they would have got had they been honorably discharged or even, mm-hmm. even, uh, simply just retired. Yep. And you know, it's, it's, I, I feel like you're going to see a lot of class act. I I'd hope actually that you'd mm-hmm. see a lot of class action lawsuits targeted at the government, uh, you know, now that the the mandate has been repealed, definitely. Especially considered, they love to they love to talk about this war in Ukraine. We got to fight. Um, I don't know if there was if there was a war going on that really threatened us. Maybe <laughs> maybe having a standing army would not be such an awful idea. But that's just me. I guess they don't put me in charge of decisions like that for a reason. You're listening to the elephants on the ro- elephants on the room. <laughs> yep, new new that new title. Elephants break. on that the room. room. Would break so fast if there are elephants on that room. <laughs> But you're listening to Elephants in the Room on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM, where your hosts are Joe and Kendall. Transitioning away from the current administration, looking forward to the next one. You know, Trump has already put his name out there. A lot of people have thrown around DeSantis. Um, and then there's been lots of Republicans who said, if Trump or DeSantis run out, I'll stay out of it. I'll let them have it. Including Nikki Haley, who not that long ago said she she's not going to contend with Trump. Well, she is. Yeah, she's no. going to. <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, so according to uh, South Carolina's Post and Courier, uh, Haley is is planning on entering the 2024 presidential race, uh, and she actually has has plans to formally announce this entrance on February 15th, according to the source. Uh, this report came less than two weeks after Haley's interview with Fox News's Brett Baer, uh, where she stated that she she was toying with the idea of running, uh, even even if that meant running in opposition to. Uh, Donald Trump. So we have the the audio, some audio clips from that interview right here. Well, I'm not going to make an announcement here, but when you're looking at a run for president, you look at two things. You first look at, does the current situation push for new leadership? The second question is, 
am I that person that could be that new leader? That yes, we need to go in a new direction. And can I be that leader? Yes, I think I can be that leader. The survival of America matters. And it's bigger than one person. And when you're looking at the future of America, I think it's time for new generational change. I don't think you need to be 80 years old to go be a leader in D.C. I think we need a young generation to come in, step up, and really start fixing things. The future of America is bigger than one person. And that's why me, only <laughs> me, should be president. Who, who also is one person. <laughs> no, I, I, love, I love that little interview, that little, like, that spunk, like, oh, yeah, you know. Uh, lots of talk of a uh, a new kind of leader who's going to lead America down a new path. Like, wow, I'm I'm so glad Nikki took note from you know early 2000s stereotypically uh, STEM girl uh, who who runs for for class president. You know, she she really nailed that one. But you know, all of these people. That's what really that's what really makes me kind of hesitant to vote to vote for any of these guys. They're all like you know we. We recognize that that America is is struggling because because it's a country of the past and it needs a new kind of leader and and I only me can be that new kind of leader. You got you got Nikki Haley saying that. You got all of these people. Uh, you know, even even to uh, I apologize to our alt right listeners. Uh, this might offend you, uh, but but Kanye West. Kanye West has said that he wants to be a new kind of leader. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, ultimately, I think that that's the sort of rhetoric that sort of makes MAGA so attractive to a lot of these people and you know we'll we'll get into some polling data in a minute that'll kind of put that into perspective but you know maga is not it's, it's sort of in opposition of this whole like new kind of leader or new kind of america or new path or whatever it's mm-hmm. you know recognizing that you know america was was a uh, great and uh, the systems that are in place work and the reason that they are corrupt is because of the people who are in charge of those systems and that's kind of where your whole drain the swamp bit comes from and, you know, the whole idea that we're going to go back and return to our roots and become a great nation again, you know, judge that on whatever merits that you want. You can say it's correct or incorrect, but at the very least, it gives a vast majority of these people uh, a lot of optimism. Optimism it, it fills them with a lot of hope. And I think ultimately it's going to be the reason that Trump, uh, like, like it, uh, any other year, would be untouchable in the Republican primary. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I was saying that we were going to get into some polling data that – uh, was relevant with this. Uh, a recent Harvard-Harris poll found that Trump uh, is o- the overwhelming favorite in the potential sort of eight-way, most likely Republican uh, nominee candidates. Uh, he had about 48 percent of the of the uh, surveys uh, vote, basically saying that yeah, they'd back him. Uh, DeSantis, uh, no surprise, was pulling in uh, at second with 28 percent. Pence coming in at around eight uh, percent. Haley, all the way down at fourth percent. Tied with Marco Rubio, of all people, <laughs> at 3%, saying that they would most likely vote for her uh, for, for the Republican nominee. I, mm-hmm. I really don't think it's looking good for Nikki Haley. I'm, I'm not saying, I, I gotta say. Probably not. Yeah, just to put myself in Trump's shoes for a minute, I, I would think, obviously, there's. They're very big shoes, <laughs> believe me, okay? You wouldn't fit in them, Kendall. <laughs> but I would think that, you know, there's, there's not a, a tiny number of Republicans who just despise Trump and will vote for anybody else before him. And so I think when, you know, when DeSantis starts putting his foot in the ring, I, I would get a little bit nervous because it really gives him a, a good point to rally around. But then you've, you've got Pence maybe throwing his hat in the ring and then Rubio and then Nikki Haley. And I would be a lot more comfortable seeing that, well, this, this big Republican, maybe not big, but this sizable uh, anti-Trump Republican vote um, is now split amongst 
a lot of a lot of candidates. That's so true, actually, unless yeah. they all start to drop out towards the end of the primaries, which is likely, but I can't imagine it comes down to less than four probably by the by the point when it would matter. Um, well, I think yeah, there's like, enough Republicans who love Trump and want him to be the nominee no matter who else is running, at least this time around, that I don't know that he's got too much to worry about with this many other candidates in the field. I think that uh, Haley was sort of uh, correct in her evaluation of this, and I, I, I think that DeSantis and a lot of these other guys could could uh, take some pointers from her too. You know, she, she is a younger candidate. DeSantis is a younger mm-hmm. candidate. Um, I think that a lot of people are going to be looking for younger candidates down the road. Why why would you want to completely like destroy your political career running against Trump? Like yeah. you know, you might be you might be the guy, DeSantis. You might mm-hmm. be the gal, Nikki Haley. You might be the class president who leads America down a new path, sure. You know, but but you're not gonna beat Trump. You're not gonna beat mm-hmm. Trump. And at the very least, you know, you have no chance at winning the, the, the primaries, uh, let alone the general election. If, like you said, Kendall, there's always going to be that large block of Republican voters that will vote Trump no matter who it is. Mm-hmm. Anyways, you've been listening to Elephants in the Room on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. We're your hosts, Kendall and Joe. And I realize now that my, my anyways sounded like that little bit that they do. They used to do. Is the Ellen show even still on? I don't know. They used to, it used to always end with her saying anyways. And I'm really upset to know that I may now be, be one of those people. But yeah, at least you got a personality. You'll be Mr. Anyway. <laughs> We may be in a a different time slot this year, but... We're still in the same slot, slot in your heart. Yep, exactly, (laughs) exactly. Well, we hope that you tune back in next week. This has been Elephants in the Room.